Hey guys, welcome to the Honest Room. I'm here with Kezra. Boom, 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 boom. Yes, bitch, I'm here finally. Or I don't know. Should we call you the Night Trade? Like, what? What should we call you? Night Trade, Young Mufasa, Breaker of Backs, all those things. Are, they apply. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ooh, okay. You know, I am Mickey Channel. <laughs> It's the breaker of backs for me. I'm like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. But you know, it's after midnight, so I'm not surprised at the answer. <laughs> Listen, you never know. You got, you got a few bad bitches that are on the line. <laughs> okay, so what got you into, you're a rapper, obviously. What got you into yeah. doing music? You know, there's a lot of things. I, I wanted to be a singer when I was younger, and, like, I found out that I didn't have, like, a God gift. You know how some people have that, like, real talent? And so, like, I just was in love with music, and I saw people who, like, rapped, and I just was like, I could do that. <laughs> like, but it was, like, this, like, deep, deep like, passion. It made me feel, like, powerful whenever I rapped. So, like, you know, I just wanted to feel powerful all the time, like a bad bitch. <laughs> Okay, how old were you when you wrote your first rap? Yo, I think it was like, um, I think I was like 10 or something. It was like me and my sister, we were like in a living room and like we like put our parents together and we were like doing this thing that was like, you know, who's on the mic? What? What? I'm on the mic. It was like this weird like kids rap thing. But like, you know, I wrote, that was like my very first one. But yeah, I've been rapping since then, pushing that pen or whatever. Okay, pushing the pen. So you, you're you write for yourself then, obviously. No, yeah, hundred percent. I didn't even know that people was like getting ghost like have ghostwriters, and they're not like you know big yet. But I was like, wow, and that's no shade. I just didn't know that people were doing that. <laughs> no, listen. So I've I've been learning that that apparently that's a question that you got to ask the people because everybody doesn't write for themselves. So. But do the girls answer truthfully? That's the real tea. That's the real question we gotta figure out. <laughs> Cause listen, studio I hope time so. uh, is expensive. So I hope you and they're pushing that with right. these songs written on that beat. Right. Like when I tell you, like especially like me, because you know the hair is expensive, the makeup is expensive, the studio time is expensive, this fur is expensive. I ain't got time to be paying somebody to write a rap. That's all me. <laughs> that actually brings me to a couple questions I have. Your style. You're, you have such a unique and dynamic style. What got you into the look of it all? Thank you. Like, um, you know, I just, the way I grew up, I was like, I was that weird kid. You know, like I was, I didn't like fit in with like the jocks. Even I didn't even fit in with like the the gays either. Like, you know, I felt like, because I'm from, like, Tampa, Florida. I don't know where you're from. <laughs> where are you from? Virginia. Where are you from? Okay. Virginia. So, like, I don't know how they is. <laughs> I don't know how they are there, but, like, you know, the gays that I went to school with was very, like, Santana. You know? Like, Frosty. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's no shame. It's just they were very saucy Santana, and I was very just, like, not that and so like i didn't fit in nowhere and so like i kind of just like i hid 
myself, my mind in like books and like anime and video games and shit like that. And like, I just, I used to always want to just never, I was, I never wanted to be wherever I was. Like if I was at school, didn't want to be there. Home, didn't want to be there either. So I always had like a book. You always caught me in a book or playing something. I was just like, in my head, I was out of this world. I was like, that was the ruler of some like distant planet in another dimension, child. And I was like, you know, I had my army at my, you know, at my feet. Like it was very crazy shit am I going on in my head. <laughs> nah, hold on. Cause I can't let you slide saying that you used to watch anime and not X. What's your favorite anime? I don't do that. There's so many. And I don't want nobody to try to, I don't want no anime not to try to like, you know, <laughs> look down at the kid. Cause all the ones that I like growing up was very like, Nah, don't 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 say if you're not gonna stand in it. Come on, you got to keep it honest and honest. Okay, okay. So like, I have a couple. Like, so like, Inuyasha was obsessed with Inuyasha. Like, come on, too. I was like, I was hello. That was it. You know, that was when you watched. That's when you couldn't afford uh, Crunchyroll or Funimation. Try you was you stayed up at twelve o'clock to watch Tsunami. I know the vibes. I know the vibes. Right, so like I was obsessed with Inuyasha. I wanted to be Shishamaru so bad. That's why I think every time you see me, I'm always trying to put on like a fur jacket because like I want to be him so bad. Bad bitch. Um, uh, who else? What's a good anime for me? Um, there was this one that I really like. I can't even remember how even like the story arc of it. I just remember I really loved the style. Was it? It was um, Be an Angel. Mm. That was a really good one. I remember. And like you know, just like Naruto, <laughs> love Naruto. I always like the characters that are like the bad people. Like I was obsessed with Gara. I wanted to be yeah, him. Okay, too. can we talk? Gara is actually my favorite Naruto character. Like I just, I, I don't know. I connected with all of that for some strange reason. Taste? No, I you know because I always connect with the damaged characters. <laughs> damaged me, but yeah, I love Gara. I, I, I want to. I just always wanted to give him a hug, and I was like, you know, I would look at the team and be like, I feel you, I feel you, my, I feel my your pain. I want to be there for you. Also, wouldn't mind putting people in the sand coffin, but that's neither here nor there. Damn. Ooh. Yeah, I said it. All right. <laughs> you rap. What are your inspiration? Like, who are your inspirations as far as your music? Um. Nicki Minaj, of course. I feel like anybody would know that off top. That's like, you know, that's Queen always. Um, Missy Elliott. I was a really big Missy Elliott and Ludacris fan. Uh, Kanye West, you know, uh, musically. <laughs> Kanye West musically. <laughs> Make sure I put that out there. Musically. Musically, he's a genius. Musically. Okay, I was about to say, because um, not too ready to set yourself up. They're ready to drag you like they do chance. Ooh. Right, listen, I ain't climbing on no hills, and I don't need Terry Crews to get me down. I know where I'm at. <laughs> okay? <laughs> but I love Kanye musically. Like, I, one of my favorite albums was actually Yeezus, and, like, nobody talks about that album, but, like, that was such a huge moment for me personally because, like, I always wanted to, in my head growing up, I always wanted to blend sounds and music, and I was, I was like, it would be really cool if somebody really went to, like, an industrial metal, almost, like, death metal rock sound or whatever and like nah into I gotta that. be I honest like the first time I heard Yeezus I I've only so I've only listened to Yeezus 
Simple twice, and I don't listen to any okay. songs from Jesus. I I couldn't I I couldn't get it. Like I I didn't. I was like, because you know I had the you have this image of what you expect from an artist, and I was like, this is mm-hmm. just a whole one eighty. I was like, what the hell am I listening to? Like, but you know, what? I get that because that's that's the same thing that happened to um Lady Gaga. She came, you know, we had art pop, and then she tried to play, you know, uh, jazz, and then she went over to Miss Joanne, and we all looked at her like cross-eyed. And so I I get that like wanting something and expecting something, but then getting something completely different. So I get that. Um, but... the same with Lady Gaga. I I only feature like pop Lady Gaga, like straight like pop. Lady Gaga. Everything else I can't really get into. So wait, did you like Romatica? I didn't no? listen in full. <laughs> I didn't listen in full. No, but honestly, it's not. I didn't listen yeah. in full because I would, wouldn't like it. I didn't listen in full because, honestly, you had, like, I didn't like the jazz album. I didn't like the um country album. And I actually like country Nobody music. Did. I just, I just, so it was already like, I'm real iffy with you right now. So I just didn't even give it a chance. But I, I need to. You didn't even give it I want to listen to I want to listen to I get that. No, but like Jesus was such a moment for me. Like, um, I don't know if you know the name of uh, songs by name, but like, I'm in it, Black Skinhead, and I'm a God. Those were like, something about it just made me feel so like powerful and like, visceral animalistic it's just it's like it was crazy like so that's the side of Kanye I like because I think he's so like innovative and I try to pull from that with my sound or that's the direction I've been like working to go toward so yeah those are my those are my top okay I actually it's so funny that you like black skin head because that that was one of the ones on there that I was just like bruh what is going on here yes I was like bruh what is going on here but I see the influence in your music, and I like how you you had these influences, but you're able to turn it into something unique to you. Thank you. That was my biggest struggle, I would say, when I was um really trying to go down this rap road. Like when I was in like high school and like early college, everybody was like, "Ooh, you just sound like a um, a Nicki Minaj ghostwriter," and that was like really hard for me because I was like, I have a, I can do this without copying somebody like I know what I want to give and so like you know that's been an uphill battle so I really appreciate you saying that thank you that actually brings up a great question how do you have these influences but manage to stay organic to yourself and what you want to say in your own thing um I think well not what I think what I do is I I write all the time so like my writing process is really weird I keep a digital note drive in my phone and I just like whenever I have like a, a a real cute bar I'll just write it down somewhere and so typically I'll hear a song and it'll evoke a feeling and then like it'll just bring up a whole bunch of things I want to talk about and then I try to like just put it all into that sound without trying to copy a flow I don't ever try to like pull a reference track I don't ever try to at least lyrically I don't try to like pull up and be like oh, okay I'm gonna make it sound like this and I just kind of like write from scratch or whatever, you know, that's just, it just, it just comes to me. It's very um, mystical, you know, it's like otherworldly, it just kind of comes in. Okay, so on, on streaming, you have the two songs, Night Trade and Big Mad. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start with Big Mad because I love Big Mad. Um, weird, okay, the name, what, how'd you get to that? Like, were you just sitting down one day, you was like, damn, these niggas Big Mad or like, where? Where did that come from? <laughs> I was just like, okay, when am I right, Big Mad? That was earlier this year. And I think, okay, so what happened was, should I get like a brief backstory on that one? Like, I, there was this whole moment where 
I'm like I'm really big in like I started in like the drag scene of my community, so that's where I'm kind of most known at is in the drag scene. And I remember earlier this year there was this huge debacle that I was in the mix of, and like a lot of people were feeling some type of way about it, and then like everybody was like feeling some type of way about me, and I had to clear the room on everybody. I was just like I was, I don't give a fuck about none of that. I know what I said, <laughs> and I said what I fucking said. Well, so I don't do drag. What happened was when I started doing music, I started in the drag scene because I felt most safest there. Because how I present myself visually, I thought it would be easier to start there. And so, like, I started as Kezra Leon there. I, I like did like a drag competition, but I came in as a it was a talent drag a drag talent competition, but it was open to anyone. And I came in and I remember I like rapped like this song that I made like four years ago and I won against like 18 other drag queens and I was like the only guy performer there, which is unheard of for a guy to come in because it was like typically only drag queens would win it. And I came in and I like, you know, I mopped them bitches up and I won. And so that's why I'm like kind of more, I started over there because that's how I, I just went to there first because I felt safest there. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to but cut yeah, you so off I'm, about Big Man, I'm sorry. No, you're fine. It's just like, like I said, like, there was a huge debacle that happened. And then, like, after that debacle, there was just, like, people talking for, like, days and weeks about it. I'm just like, y'all sound so upset. <laughs> like, you sound real mad, like, big mad. And, like, ain't nobody going to come fight me about it. Like, it, none of it, all this is so stupid. And so, literally, that's how, like, a lot of that kind of came to be. Like, I was just, like getting my feelings out about like how I was like everybody's really upset about something that's so stupid and I was just like man bitch is mad big man <laughs> now listen this is the so, honest yeah, I'm sorry I can't let you skate through without actually saying what the situation was that the people were big mad at oh it's but it's so stupid like and plus, I don't even know if anybody would like even know what's, what I'm talking about but basically there was this huge thing where um, this drag queen, her wig got stolen. And it was like a very specific type of wig. And everybody heard about it. And so when there was this other drag competition going on that I was there, I was like watching the show. And this queen came on stage and she had on the wig, or at least she had on what looked like the wig. So everybody was like, turns looking at each, everybody was looking at each other like, girl, is that the wig? Is that the wig? I said, oh, uh-uh, that's the wig. Because I was pissed because the person who got the wig stolen was my friend and my roommate. So I was just like, oh, wait a minute. So I'm texting my friends. And I made, like, a side-by-side -side and everything, and I, like, sent it to my friends. And then basically word got around to the queen who was on stage that there was something being talked about. And so the queen went to go figure it out, and she went up to somebody else besides me. I guess somebody else then got thrown in there. And they were like, well, did you make the side-by-side? -side? Did you do this? And he was like, no, I, didn't, I don't even know what you're talking about. And so somebody came to me and said, oh, well, girl, they're they trying to go check your friend right now. You better go say something. So I pushed up. I said, before anybody get cute, I made it. I said what I said. It looked like this. And then, like, the girl started, like, getting in my face, and she was, like, clapping her hands or whatever. And I'm a big guy. Like, I don't know if it translated my pictures, but I'm, like, I'm 6'2", and I'm a big bitch. Like, I'm just big. And so on top of me being big, I got on like I, I got on like I got on like six inch platforms, you know. So like I'm already I'm bigger than I already am. And so I'm sitting there, this girl's just clapping in my face, doing whatever. And mind you, there's security guards right all by me. And nobody makes a move. 
And then she puts her hand in my face. I said, girl, I need you to just put your hands down so I'm talking to you real civil. And she keeps clapping. And so I look over to my friend and said, hold this for me real quick. And I, like, take my, like, my, my crossbody bag off. And then security just jumped in, like, whoa, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. And I said, oh, see, I want to come jump in now that I took my bag off. Because she's about to get her ass wet across that floor. But security diffused the situation, and nobody got hurt. And I went about my business. <laughs> Well, that explains right, why I know that's like a, would be big mad. It it but like, that ex- it's just, it gives insight. Sorry, go ahead. No, my bad. Yeah, I, it's just it gives again. We like that from our musicians, though. We like to know like what's going on with them. Like we we like that in depth look almost. Oh uh, yeah, all my songs like at least when I be try- when I write, I try to pull from like my everyday. I don't try. I try not to embellish too much. Like I know like. It's easy to kind of, you know, talk about and stuff like this. And I'm not saying that people don't have that, but like, I just, I try to keep everything as close to home as possible. I think that it really translates in the music when people are organic to themselves and not making music based off what they think people want to hear. Um, but I think that's across all kind of like creative outlooks almost. Like, when people are doing things that are organic to them, it makes sense. You see it, you vibe with it, and you can connect to it. Otherwise, eh, it's cute. So, now... Show because, like, I remember when I heard you guys, I was like, oh, they're, they're not, like, trying to sound like any other podcast, and, like, they're just, like, being, like, like honest, and I really like that. And I was like, I want to get on that show called, like, I want them to ask me questions that I wouldn't even think to ask myself and get me on the spot and, like, get me thinking. So, that's, you know, so I see that in you guys, too. Oh, those levers are definitely going to get to turning. That's, if we're going to do anything, we're going to make sure you give people something to think about. Okay, so we've gotten a big mad. Let's talk about the new single, Night Trade. Now available on iTunes, Tidal, everywhere music So Go get you some. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Night Trade. Oh, Night Trade. I love Night Trade. Night Trade's my baby. Um, Night Trade, just to put it real simply, is about being in a toxic situation with somebody being like in a toxic relationship or a toxic like dynamic that you guys have acknowledging that and not giving a fuck because the sex is good <laughs> okay so it really is like about a trade that only comes through at night it's it, it's like it's like it, yes yeah, because it, i'm the night trade but it's <laughs> I, uh, i'm not the toxic one that's 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 why it's weird because like I wrote it like I was the one being toxic, but like it's about somebody else who's toxic, and I know they're toxic. And I'm just like, man, I don't give a fuck. That's why, like, when it was like the one part of the song is like, um, I might just uh, let's kiss and make up, even although it's the nightmare. You don't want to wake up. It was very like the uh was very much like me frustrated as fuck with you, but I can't leave you because like I'm obsessed with you, so like I gotta come back and you know give you this. <laughs> all right so we've gotten the two singles what's your plan for a project an ep a mixtape what are those plans looking like um to be honest with you i'm just i'm i'm having fun with music right now like i i wanted to like kind of rush in and put out a project and i was just like you know i'm a i'm a realistic person and i love music and i feel like I can be objective and t- to myself and realize that I don't have the biggest following yet because, and that's my fault because I'm super late to Twitter. Like I got to Twitter, I think in 2014. 
16? One of the, no, I think it was 14. Or 16. I don't remember. I got a Twitter like super late, so I don't really have a big following here. And so my goal right now was to kind of explore my sound more, really play with the direction I want to go in, and then really kind of get a handle on that before I put out a full album just to put out an album, you know? I get that. Also, I just think, yeah, and also I think that people, you got to look at it like almost like a business. You got to look at it like with common sense. Like, I'm not Nicki, I'm not Beyonce. So people aren't waiting around for me to put out an album. I may have people who like my music and support me, but like people's attention is pulled like left and right, like every day. So my goal was like, let me put out singles and just put out like good material for a good minute and kind of get more of a following, a more dedicated following, and then put out a body of music. I think it would be cheaper, and I think it would be better to, like, really put my all into songs and make the songs a good moment, because I don't want to put out filler. I want every song to, like, hit as soon as it come out. I want everybody, I want a song to come out, and it came out with purpose. It came out with, like, a good photo shoot, a good video around it, and it's driving attention to me. I don't want to put out... um a 14 track thing and then and everybody can only get you know nobody had the attention span to get to all of it so what's the point of that that's a rather interesting outlook because when i look at your music and i look at the themes i'm like okay well it seems very, the songs seem very similar in theme which would lead to okay is there something that's like an overarching thing that's going to be these things are going to be a part of so you doing them individually, I understand that stands on. You want to grow your fan base. You want people to check for you. Like, you want people to be paying attention so that there's interest when there's a longer project. Yeah, because, like, I think it, I think you'll be incredibly arrogant of me to kind of come out right now and be like, yes, full project with what? Like, because <laughs> who won't listen to that? And I'm going to spend how many racks for nobody to listen to the music? I don't, I don't believe in that. And, like, I know I'm talented. I know that I write. I know that I'm creative and nobody does music or nobody thinks, I feel like nobody thinks about music in the way I think about music. And and that's not like shade to anybody because I think everybody has their own lane, which is beautiful to me because I love that I'm seeing everybody have their own like little spot. So I don't think there's a, I don't think there's a, a reason for me to try to like push out a project right now when I don't have the the fan base just yet to push it, you know, to, to back it up. I think that's dumb. And plus, I, I really want to play with sounds. Like, I just want to, like, get creative and, like, do, like, weird shit. Like, I put out Nitrate specifically because the song that I was working on before Nitrate sounds, like, night and day compared to Big Man. And so I strategically... You wanted to give us, like, a middle ground. Yeah, like, Some... I want to... Because I felt like... Yeah, I didn't want to just jump. Because <laughs> the next song <laughs> that's coming out... It's going to sound nothing like Big Man. And I was like, let me put something else in the middle so people know that, like, this is this is my sound, and this next song is going to be, like, an experiment. But, like, I don't want people to think I'm all over the place. Okay. I get that. Do yeah. you have any upcoming collaborations with any other artists, or would you be interested in collaborating with other artists? <sighs> you know, I would love to collaborate with everybody, but I feel like, how do I say this? Shoot it straight. I feel like because everyone's gonna, we're all gonna be able to tell if you don't. <laughs> okay, I, I just feel like <laughs> being a gay rapper is so weird because, like, I, I first of all, I support everybody that I genuinely love. Like when I 
if I hear your music and I like fucks with it, I'm gonna share it. I'm gonna retweet it. I'm gonna talk about it. I'm gonna play it. I'm for my friends because I genuinely support artists. I think we're all doing beautiful things, and I think we should want to come up together, and I think we should have a build a community within ourselves. But I just feel like it's hard to try to reach out to people because everybody, I feel like people think you're trying to use them for clout and trying to trying to um, bullshit them in some type of way. And people just be acting weird. And I don't like that shit. Like, I'm, I'm a very honest person. I like to build genuine relationships. So when I kind of feel like somebody trying to, like, bullshit me, it makes me, like, look at you like, oh, you're gross. But so I don't, so, like, multiple collaborations, I don't know about that. Because everybody be acting kind of weird when I be like, oh, let me send you a feature and let me, let's do a song together. I just, I don't know. I don't like that shit. But what I can say is that I'm really excited that I'm working on something with an artist that I really adore. Um, I don't know if I want to say the name just yet. I just feel like if you're going to bring it up, bring it up. Because right now, <laughs> right now you like, ooh, like you just, you gave us a great build up. Now we're like, okay, well, who is he working on a song with? Come on. Let me just say, let me just say, I love Noel Nick. I love Noel. That is a beautiful spirit, a beautiful present, and he be spitting. But they be That's I'm not sure how that is. Hilarious. That is the episode that follows this episode. So I think that's hilarious. Hell, good. Man. I'm I'm virtually saying hi to Noel on on our way out the studio, the virtual studio. <laughs> so I. I don't want to get too much away, but I definitely hit um, Noel for something, and they seem really down for it, and so I think that's going to be coming out, but that won't be coming out until after the song that I just told you about. That sounds completely different. That's going to be coming out much later, so that's the collaboration that's coming up, though. Now, if anybody wants to hit me up after hearing this interview, and we can get to work and get busy. Okay. Well, that okay. actually, I actually could see that you guys together, so I think that that's actually really cool. Like, I I'm thinking about it in my head, and I'm like, oh, I I like this. And I like something. what my brain thinks it's going to sound like. I'm like, ooh. Let me tell you something. My dream collaboration, like, this whole time, like, and I haven't said this out loud, but I really wanted to do a song with, like, Noel and Baby Boy because I felt like our aesthetics were, like, not, like, similar because I think we all do three different things, but I feel like if you put all three of us next to each other, you would see, you would be like, I can see all of them hanging out. You know, like they look oh like they're all running like, like No, my brain just melted a little. Like I'm thinking of a visual now, and I'm like, oh, holy shit! Like what? Like wouldn't that be sick? Then? Like, the oh aesthetics. The oh god. Come on. Like I just imagine us like filming a video, and like it's like dark somewhere, and like we're walking. Uh, like I, I want to be futuristic, but I, ain't nobody got budget for that. But like so, like we're walking down the street, and like you see me in my high ponytail like a fur jacket and my platforms and like this all black aesthetic choker on and then you see like baby boy next to me and his like fucking stilettos and his corset and his trench coat and then you see Noel next to me with like a, a 40 inch wig face beat you know what I mean like we just like walking down the street and just like we giving looks to the camera and shit and like I see it I envision it. I'm gonna put it in existence one day we're gonna it's gonna happen I'm manifesting it for you because I'm like I'm here for it. all of it Oh my god, I love it. But there's so many people I would love to collaborate. I see so many talented people like Marcus. Love Marcus. Super sweet, super dope, talented. Love Marcus. Um huh. I love Marcus. Right? He's such a kind soul. I love him. I wanna 
I would love to go like toe to toe or like rap with like Mikey because like you know Mikey Mikey does what Mikey does and I feel like that's it's just it just is what it is. Mikey get on the track and it's it's hot like he be spitting and so like I would love to like really work with that because he's one of those rappers who I look at I'm like if I ever got on a track with you I would have to like bust out my you have to push your pen yeah. Yeah, well, you're gonna have to really go. Or like Cali M, like him too. Like he's he's another one who's just like he he raps in such a cool way to me because he raps like a it feels like it's such it's such a New York type of style, and it's so hard and it's so like wordplay. Love that I wanna I wanna you know I wanna work with him too. But like that's something that's like in my head. I don't know if that ever comes to fruition. But those are people like I, I love, respect, would love to do something with. Oh, that's actually such a I love how transparent that answer was. Actually, I'm like, mm, I like that. Thank you. I, I no, I genuinely want people to win. Like, I don't have any hate or jealous in my heart when it comes to like other gay rappers doing well or succeeding. Like, I love to see that shit. Like when I was younger, I used to kind of I was a little bothered when I was younger because I was like, I always wanted. I had this idea that I had to be the first one. I had to be the one that was going to open that door. And as I got older, I was just like, why does it matter who's first? I think it just matters if we all can get there and we're all respected by hip-hop in general. Because we be out here rapping for real, for real, and there's, like, straight rappers who can't can't even find the beat. Oh, not they can't find the beat. Oh. Girl, they, they get in a boxing ring with the beat, and the beat be getting in their ass. And they be losing time. <laughs> they be trying to call for a time out, and the beat just got them up against the ropes. <laughs> no, because so many different artists just came to came to mind when you said that. So I'm like, damn, yeah, they really be getting their ass beat by the beat. Ah. Uh, they be playing like Scooby Doo, like they be looking for the beat. Where is that? <laughs> Pull out the magnifying glass. Like, where is the beat? But you know, yeah, I I genuinely support. I try to support everybody that I fuck with, and um, and I don't do it out of like a oh support me back because I don't care. If, I, I want people who support me to genuinely support me. So if you don't feel it in your heart that you rock with my music, that's fine. You know, just watch your mouth. Stay into the camera. I'm gonna give. Do you to feel like who, you're huh? supported by your? Do you feel like you're supported by your peers though? Um, I feel like I'm supported by a few people, like like Noel and Marcus. I do feel like I'm supported-ish, but like it, I, I definitely can tell you, I see a difference when I put out something versus when other people put out. And it, it, I just look at it like it is what it is. I don't, I don't, I don't try to think it's shade because like I don't know half of you people. So like maybe you just don't think the kid's ill, but the kid know the kid ill. So you know, I just keep it pushing. Like if you don't fuck with my music, not everybody has good taste. I leave it at that. <laughs> And I put out what I put out. <laughs> yeah. Ah, that. Listen, because I always say it's best to be your number one supporter. So, like, if you, I think what I do is amazing. I think what you do is amazing. I'm just like, as long as you feel like what you're doing is amazing, everybody else just, they have no choice but to get with it. Or No, and it, like I said, it's, I, I almost expect it low-key when it comes to trying to get support online because a lot of the, the genuine fans that I've met and who like really fuck with me who like follow me on Instagram and that kind of shit those are people who I met when I was like when I opened for like Cupcake you know like I met them at a show and they saw me in person live on a mic and they like came up to me at the show and was like bro you like 
you like changed my life. Like you was really like spit and spit and spit and like you was doing this and you look really cool. And like those people really rock with me are people who like saw me live. So like I'm like high key still trying to navigate this like <laughs> internet thing that people have like mastered already. Cause I'm a very like live in person person. I feel like my okay, my well, that actually I didn't know you opened for Cupcake before. What was that like for you? Oh my god, that was crazy. Like because around that time, and I'm not gonna like I'm gonna I'm gonna try to like say this without like bragging, but I'm gonna like humble brag. It was such a crazy moment because when that shit happened, I didn't have like original music out per se. I had like just dropped like a a freestyle, and I did like a mixtape last year. And in the course of that happening, I got booked for like shows back to back to back. I like I did I opened up for Big Frida. And then mm. two weeks later, they called me and I did Cupcake. And then two weeks after that, they called me. I did this R&B artist from Chicago named like Anne Marie, I think her name was. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if she's really that big, high key, no shade, but like, I'm not sure. She did, I, like, know, who, I, know, I know who that is. Right, so I did that and then like, and then another show, it was Mark Riblier, which I'm not sure if that's if you know who that is. I'm at the Google one. You ever have you ever seen the video of like some strange like skinny white boy with a turntable and glasses and he'd be like moving his thrusting his hips around and with like headphones on and stuff? <laughs> you know you know who I'm talking about, right? Yes. Why do you not <laughs> Yes, I know who that is. Oh my god, damn the description though. I... Right, so <laughs> No, like, it's no shame, but I opened for him, too. And, and like, honestly, he had the biggest turnout of all of anybody ever opened for. Like, so he has a following. And so, yeah, so, like, I opened for a couple of people, but, like, the cupcake thing was really crazy because I don't want to say, like, like bore you with the story, but, like, they didn't know she was if she was going to even show up. Just to give you, like, an idea of what I'm talking about, when I say crazy. Like, that was around the time she was dealing with her, like, mental health issues, and I think she had canceled the show before for Halloween or something like that. And so they didn't know if she was going to be there, so they booked, like, five entertainers to go on before her. And I was just like, I spent far too much time getting ready for me to go on first with, like, the two people in the crowd. So, I like, I, I walked backstage, and I was like, I want to go last. I want to go right before her. And it was like, um, we can see if we can swing that. I said, well, make that happen, because that's what I want. I sold the most tickets. That's what I want to do. And I talked my way into that. And so, now, mind you, the sh- they, they said the time started at 7.30. Everybody got there at 7.30. It is now 10 o'clock, and she still hasn't got there. <laughs> I'm backstage, and the DJ fucking played me. The DJ is like, y'all ready for Cupcake? And the crowd loses their shit. And they said, all right, right after this next entertainer, and they were like, Yo. ooh, we want Cupcake. <laughs> <laughs> nah, because that's the setup. What the fuck? Ah. I just tried to set me up. And I was like, oh, bitch, no, they're not doing that. I said, okay, it's fine. I got this. I got this. And so I'm I'm dramatic as fuck. Like, I, I have a theater background, so I'm, like, hella dramatic. And so, like, my opening song or my opening track is, like, a, um, it's the scene from Lion King where fucking Scar throws Mufasa into, like, the stampede, and it's, like, long live the king. So, like, I come out slowly as he's, like, killing Mufasa, and I, like, strike a pose, and then I got going to my set. And so the crowd is, like, confused, but then they start seeing me, and they, like, they, like lose it, because, like, I have like, this really cool outfit on. And so I killed the set, and then as I'm walking off the stage, after my 30-minute set, it is now 10.30, I'm walking down the stairs, Cupcake just walked into the building. Okay. 
what's wrong with that? Little little when you're the queen, no, everyone is, else is simply just early. Right, but I just wanted to give you like an idea how crazy it was. Like we were there for three hours and we weren't sure if she was gonna show up. Kind of crazy. Like she wasn't. But it was in the dressing room waiting. She, she showed up right as I walked out the stage. Hey, it was five openers, though, right? Right. So they they started at seven thirty and she didn't get it to ten thirty. I mean, I, I, in my mind, I'm like, damn. I mean, it's a little inconvenient, but in my mind, I'm also like, well, damn. Would I have wanted to sit in there through five openers? I probably wouldn't have got there till t- I probably wouldn't got there to twelve. Right, and that's why I, that's why I I went back there and I, I pulled some behind the scenes. I was like, I want to be I want to be right before her. I said these people gonna see me today. Okay, because the person who performed at seven may ain't get much. Listen. So they perform for um sticks. <laughs> perform for the sticks and the birds. Child. Ain't nobody was in that bitch until like eight o'clock. I felt so bad. I was just like, but see, I it's no shade, but like I don't want to be that that person that was like really pushing my way through everybody. I'm like, if you see my face and my hair and what I put, what I do to get ready for a show, and then you want me to go before this kid who threw on a snapback and some um and some mismatch clothes. Uh, mix, oh, I can't even say it. Mixed match clothes from fucking Forever 21 or um, Rule 21. And you want me to go on it before that? Ain't happening, child. I want to go last. Y'all going to see this shit cost money. <laughs> but yeah, that was my experience opening for Cupcake. <laughs> well, Kezra, thank you so much for joining us. Is there anything you would like to say? Actually, I do have one last question. What are three words you would use to describe your music? Mm-hmm. Describe my music. Bad bitch things. No, um, I would say otherworldly, vicious. Nah, because I feel like that's vicious. two words. What? Otherworldly okay. is one word. Don't do it. <laughs> otherworldly, vicious, monolithic. Look it up, Jimmy. Okay. Okay. I just want you. To, I, I want you to feel like dark royalty when you hear my shit. I want you to feel like you can take over the world, take over the universe. I want you to hear it, and you feel like you belong on some type of throne somewhere commanding uh, an army of parademons. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm laughing because I know what a parademon is, and I think that's actually the funnier thing here. (laughs) Okay, Okay. but you better. better. You you get the vision. You get the vibe, you know? I like this. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, One last time before you head out, Tell everybody where they can find you on social media. Yeah, um, thank you so much for having me. Thank you. I've been I'm a fan of the show, and uh, I've been like you know, bugging you about getting on the show. So thank you for finally having the kid. Um, if you don't know who I am, my name is Kezra Leon. You can find me on Instagram at Kezra Leon, uh, Twitter <laughs> Kezra Leon. You can find me on Title, Apple Music, Spotify, Deezer, iHeartRadio. <laughs> Anywhere music is sold at Kezra Leon. New single just came out, Night Trade. Get into it. Thank you so much for joining me, Kezra Leon. You have a great one, okay?